0: I've got work to catch up on.' "'All you've got to catch up on is supper,' Aunt Ellie said, climbing up beside him. Hendrik took care of everything, and Mr. Hofstra lent a hand yesterday afternoon. Everything's doing quite nicely, thank you.' "'I'll be the judge of that,' Andres muttered. Aunt Ellie just smiled. Flip clambered into the back of the cart, next to Renska, still clutching tight to his heavy suitcase. As they moved off— he saw a girl watching him. She was as thin as a stick, with long stringy hair, so blonde it was almost white. Her eyes were big and round, and set in a face even paler than her hair. In her hand was a teddy bear. She didn't blink, and she didn't move. She just stared. But when three young boys appeared, she darted away behind a pile of wooden pallets and vanished. One of them threw a stone at her. Aunt Ellie sprang to her feet. You leave that girl alone, she shouted, or I'll come down there and throw something at you. The boys laughed. Aunt Ellie jumped off the cart and started after them, but the moment she did so, they ran off into a big white building at the end of the street. Those mesmen boys, she said to Uncle Andres, shaking her head. They were in Mr. de Grote's garden while you were away, got into the chicken coop and smashed all the eggs. Did he see them? he asked. He only heard them, Aunt Ellie said. So of course their father said there wasn't any proof and refused to do anything about it. Who are the Mesman boys? Flip asked Renska. Their father's Mr Mesman, she said. He owns the hotel. Papa says he wants to own the whole island, and we don't talk about the Mesmans, Uncle Andres said, without looking around. Why not? Renska asked. Because we don't, he said. And that was that the cart rolled on into the village. It wasn't very big, not much more than two streets lined with towering elm trees that met at a crossroads in the middle. On one side of the crossroads was the hotel, on the other was a red-brick church with the tall square tower Flip had seen from the ferry. He could see big cracks at the top under the roof. In front of the church was a sign calling for funds to help repair it.' Flip saw a butcher's and a baker's and a greengrocer's shop, a café and a lot of small houses with white walls and grey tile roofs, tiny front gardens and neatly trimmed hedges. It was quiet, too. The only sound he could hear apart from the patter of the rain was the steady clip-clop-clip of Layla's hooves on the road. Renska told him that there were only two cars on the island. One belonged to the doctor— and the other to Mr. Mesman. Nobody else could afford one, she said, so if you wanted to go anywhere, you either walked, or rode a bike, or travelled in a horse-drawn cart. It wasn't anything like Amsterdam, with its rattling trams, and roaring cars, and people walking and talking wherever you looked. Flip had never known such stillness in all his life, and he couldn't help wondering what there was to do on Mossum. It all seemed so boring.' Not far from the village was Uncle Andre's farm. The family lived in a small house whose ground floor was taken up almost entirely by an open, airy kitchen. It was warm and dry, without a speck of dust anywhere. Absolutely nothing like Flip's dark and shabby basement flat in Amsterdam. The sun hadn't ever shone through the windows there. Once inside the kitchen, Flip watched as Renska ran over to two doors in the wall and pulled them open to reveal a cupboard. When Flip looked closer, he realised that it wasn't a cupboard, but a little bed with a quilt and a rag doll on a plump pillow. "'I sleep here,' she said proudly. "'Papa slept here when he was a boy, and so did his papa.' "'Isn't there a bedroom upstairs?' Flip asked. "'Yes,' she said, "'but only one. That's for Mama and Papa.' Then where, thought Flip, am I going to sleep? He found out after supper when Aunt Ellie lit a gas lamp and led him across the farmyard and over to the barn. It was an old bent building, held up by massive wooden beams. Above a couple of horse stalls and a row of concrete cow stalls and milking equipment was a wooden floor. Most of that was filled with bales of hay and straw, but in one corner was a door— Aunt Ellie opened it to reveal a snug little room with a bed in one corner and a chest of drawers in the other. This used to be where your great-grandfather made clogs for the islanders, she said, back when men didn't wear anything else.